Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. Ah, daytime television shows. From soap operas to infomercials to the Price is Right game show. These programs provide mindless entertainment as well as background noise as you nap when you're homesick or skipping work or school. Another facet of daytime television shows include medical talk shows, which have become increasingly popular since the 2000s. Dubbed America's Doctor by Oprah Winfrey and listed in Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in 2008, the subject of today's show, Dr. Oz, has been providing medical services and advice, along with a heavy helping of controversies since the 1990s. He is a triple board certified surgeon, authored hundreds of peer-reviewed articles, a best-selling author, and has won 10 Daytime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Informative Talk Show and Outstanding Informative Talk Show host. Yet, despite his Ivy League education and ability to effectively evaluate medical research, Oz has been in the hot seat on television, in the courtroom, and even in front of Congress for making false claims and promoting pseudoscience. Did Oz really find the, quote, magic fat-burning pill that can help anyone lose weight? Is Dr. Oz really a doctor? And does Oz support sacrificing kids in order to return to normal pre-COVID life? Grab your diet pills, snake oil, and latest issue of O Magazine, and join us in the land of Oz for this week's episode of Asshole Court. Okay, so just a heads up, we had a dear friend and fan of the show that had a bone to pick with uh, Dr. Oz, so uh, she pitched in and actually uh, decided to write the uh, the show today, uh, and then her name is Jenny McMohan, and she's a registered dietitian, so she has a real beef with Dr. Oz, so I just uh, invited her to uh, go ahead and air her grievances, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, so, sounds good. Yeah, Looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you guys know anything about Dr. Oz? I know he gained fame off Oprah. I just remember mm-hmm. that was kind of where he cut his teeth was being Oprah's special guest. Anytime anything was related to health or fitness or anything like that. You mentioned the fat burning pills, right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I do tell Randy. His well, ears perked up. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can lose weight, huh? Huh? No, you see that shit all the time. It doesn't matter what website you're on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially in like, I look at a lot of sports websites. Yeah. All over it, man. It yeah, is his face plastered all over it, holding up whatever the latest snake oil is. Yeah, that, methamphetamines. Uh, <laughs> it works wonders. <laughs> Who knew? Right? Yeah. You get really good at losing weight and stripping down cars for copper pipes <laughs> and shit. But uh, other than that, I know he's definitely got, uh, like you mentioned, the Ivy League education. Mm-hmm. Super smart guy on paper. Some of his methodology, I would think, is... Little fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know, you know, how much of an asshole it makes him just to think that he has some different ideas about how medicine should be performed. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll go pretty light, 4.75 to okay. start with for Dr. All right. Oz. All right, yeah, 4.75. All right, so for me, I've seen him on Oprah, but I mean, I don't watch Oprah, so I just know if I'm from that. I've, you don't watch Oprah? Yeah, no, it's huh. not what I'm- Never watched a single episode? I really don't think I've watched a single yeah. episode. I mean, like, I've seen commercials and maybe a clip here yeah. on YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there was also a piece of the show in Ocean's Eleven where Brad Pitt walks in on- um, Oprah fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Stedman stroke? <laughs> Brad Pitt walks in on George Clooney and they're like supposed to be going over the heist. And then he looks over at him and Clooney's got like a little tear in his eye and he's holding a glass of red wine. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing. And he goes walking and Brad goes walking into the room and he's sitting there watching an episode of Oprah. And uh, she's like, and you get a house. Yeah. And you get a house. He's like, she's really going to build a house for, for, for all of them. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. And beds. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and then Brad starts tearing up <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But I think that's probably the extent of Oprah that I've watched. Okay. I mean, you know about her, of course. I've read plenty about her. Yep. Know about her and Stedman and all that. But um, yeah, for Dr. Oz, I really don't know him too much. You know, I, I see his name. Of course, you see you can't go anywhere without knowing mm -hmm. him. But, you know, I just haven't followed up with them. Don't I mean, I assume he does good, but I'd like for the court to change my mind because I always like to see people go down that hole. Yeah, so, sure. Um, but yeah, starting off in the beginning, I'm going to go light as well. Um, I'm going to assume that he does good stuff, and uh, I'm going to give Dr. Oz a uh, 4.5. Okay, that seems reasonable, and I uh, am aware of Dr. Oz in the same way that you guys are. You know, if you ever check out at a grocery store, you're going to see his dumb fucking face on a magazine, yep. hawking diet pills or yep. whatever it is. And actually, what's funny is somebody pointed this out on the internet. And said that he looks like if you Botox the shit out of Jason Bateman. <laughs> and I was awesome. like, that's very yeah. accurate. Yeah, he does look like a Botox ass Jason Bateman. Yeah, he definitely looks like somebody who's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, it wouldn't surprise me if he's like 80 years old, but yeah. you know, like the plastic surgery and dying his yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Dorian Gray just never ends, like never, never ages. But yeah, I mean, any of those sort of like pseudoscience, uh, holistic medicine charlatans can suck my ass. Not a fan of him, but I also don't know as much aside from what I've just seen, like, like I said, in, in the magazine uh, when I'm checking out the grocery store. I, I'm going to rate him. I'll rate him at a 4.75 to start. And then Jenny McMohan, our buddy uh, who uh, did the research on the show and everything and wrote it up, she started him with a five. All okay. right. So with a 4.75 from Randy, a 4.75 from Mikey, a 4.5 from Buddy, and a 5.0 from Jenny, Dr. Oz's pre-show asshole score is a 4.75. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Awesome. So before we get started, uh, we got a number of comments and um, feedback from our last show Dustin about Diamond. Dustin Diamond, yeah. right? So I guess a lot of the talk was around this, the, the portion filthy, of the show. The filthy sex moves? Yeah, where we talked about the Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. And, People um, loved and also were repulsed by that. Yeah. yeah. And we talked about the, the cherry pie yeah. and Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yes. And also it's the cherry Danish. Okay. All right. Swirl. Uh, that would have been a good fact check. We had but. a couple sent to us that I thought should have made the show. <laughs> I wish I had them in time when I wrote the show. Yeah. One is called the uh, Montana Musket Loader. <laughs> you can find both of these on the Urban Dictionary, by the way. Montana right, well, Musket Loader. And then you have the Rumble Pony. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, Dr. Randall, what is the uh, Musket Loader and the you Rumble know, I Pony? I kind of want to just uh, create a buzz. I don't want to give it away. I'd like for people to go out and see for themselves what it is. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. So, yeah, you should do yourself a favor and uh, 
you know, peruse Urban Dictionary. And the first one I would say is, is the Montana Musculator because that shit had me rolled over, dude. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. Yeah, they both had me laughing. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're both very nasty. Yeah. Well, we got derailed about Dr. Oz to talk about filthy sex moves. That's uh, it. <laughs> Lots is, of feedback. We had somebody that wanted yeah. to write a show. Yes. People sending us uh, Please, new yes. age sex moves that we didn't know about. <laughs> we love so. it. Any of the audience feedback is always appreciated, especially Absolutely. because I've been telling everybody about the Montana musket loader <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Dr. Oz, you ready? Let's uh, do it. Yep. Let's do it. Mehmet Senjiz Oz was born to Suna and Mustafa Oz on June 11, 1960, in the exotic land of Cleveland, Ohio. He yeah. sounds like he's from Cleveland. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's where I had it pegged from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Oz family moved to Wilmington, Delaware a few years later, where Oz was raised. His father, Mustafa, graduated at the top of his class in 1950 at the Sarapasa Medical School in Istanbul, Turkey. And he earned multiple scholarships that allowed him to immigrate to the U.S. as a medical resident in 1955 at Western Reserve University in Cleveland. Okay. Good for so, him. Yeah. So he was, yeah, I guess that would be why he was born in Cleveland, then I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oz's father was a cardiothoracic surgeon at Wilmington Medical Center. That's when they moved up to Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time getting past Mustafa. All I can think of is Lion King. Mufasa. Mufasa. Was that Mufasa? Yeah, Mufasa. Mufasa. Same thing. <laughs> similar. <laughs> one's an African lion, one's a Turkish man. You know. <laughs> Maybe his son will come out and kill him. You know, like a... Uh, if Dr. Oz winds up killing his dad, then wow, that would kind of come full circle. Well, circle of life. It's a circle of life. It's a diet pill fortune. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the dude was a cardiothoracic surgeon. I guess they work on your heart heart, heart and your thorax. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> Obviously, I'm not. I feel a, like my heart's beating <laughs> in my throat. Ah, call a cardiothoracic surgeon. <laughs> I honestly have no, like, a, it sounds super uh, important, and it is, but I don't, I don't know what the thoracic side means. I'm just like, is he a heart doctor and, like, a upper body doctor? They had a movie if only in the we 90s. Had anything that we could search to find out the answer right? to this question. Thoracic Park. That's <laughs> <laughs> where all the cardiothoracic doctors That's it. take their it. kids for entertainment. That's it. <laughs> Thoracic Park. <laughs> Oz's mother, Suna, was a physician and a doctor of a pharmaceutical company. Or, I'm sorry, it was a director of a pharmaceutical company. So. You know, pill slanger. That's it. But back in the day, it was a little different, though. I don't think they were like putting commercials on back then for like diet pills. But all the moms were on diet pills. That's like the what were the old school diet pills that those uh, were straight up amphetamines. Yeah, uh, just speed. not that old school. Um, that's yeah. Are you Dem like, Demtrex or something? Uh, Dem I don't remember. They were they were like, <laughs> like orange the and yellow, and they were uh, Sudafed. Nah, nah. I remember the, the <laughs> it was like Finfin or something like that. And, I don't know, dude. As anybody that's in the medical field is probably like listening to this and being like, "These fucking morons! What an idiot!" But yeah, back in the day, they did just straight up amphetamines for why well, this was it's like pretty much the same stuff at like that truckers would use at the gas station. Yeah. You know, you get the bottle of pills, the uppities or well, whatever. Uh, the Rolling Stones song, infamously, was called "Mother's Little Helper," which is about a mom that just gets loaded up on diet pills and just is like high on speed all the time. 
anyways, <clears throat> Oz's parents were married for over 60 years until Mustafa's death from kidney failure and from <laughs> from Dr. Oz killing him. <laughs> and, Throwing him off a mountain. That's right, <laughs> off the cliff. In February 2019 at the age of 93. To date, his mother is still alive but is suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Wow, his dad made it to 93 and she's still alive too, so she's got to be up in her 80s, 90s. Oh yeah, easily. Oz is the oldest of three siblings. He has two sisters, Saval, who was born at Emory University Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia in 61. Hey, hey hometown. And Nazlim, born in Wilmington, Delaware in 1967. The Oz family lived in the U.S. but took frequent trips to his parents' homeland of Turkey. Oz maintains dual citizenship in the U.S. and Turkey, which oh. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know Dexatrim. that either. Dexatrim. Dexatrim was, I've been sitting here searching it for the last minute. Dexatrim. I was like, what the hell is Randy doing? Oh, okay. Now I got that it. That was the 80s diet pill. Yeah. I remember my grandma had That's what I just shit. searched, 80s diet pills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, what, they would do that and watch Richard Simmons You know, my mom was a big videos? Jane Fonda uh, yeah. workout yeah. person. It's true. Yeah, Jazzercise and Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. And then those clothes poured it over to the Saved by the Bell set. A lot of them did, at least for... Uh, for Jesse Spano's Yeah, for pills. all of her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so scared, Zach. Yeah. Infamous uh, words of Jesse Spano. But no, I, I my grandmother had Dexatrim. I remember vividly seeing it because I was snooping around my grandmother's medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never worked for her. She maintained a big old body until she passed away. God bless her soul. Hmm. Oz grew up in a mixed Muslim environment where his father practiced more traditional Islam and his mother is a, like a more secular Muslim. So she didn't really practice it at all she just was sort of grew up in that look at him over there praying all the day yeah she's like i don't have time for that anybody got time for that (laughs) oz actually himself identifies as a muslim and uh this sent us sort of down a rabbit hole to figure out other celebrities that are muslim and some of them are not surprising at all like we knew dave Chappelle was right that was like a big deal i remember that yeah Yeah, i didn't remember that uh, yeah shaquille o'neal really yeah yeah muhammad ali well, yeah, that's what we talked about that I one, mean, yeah. Cassius Clay. Cassius I mean, Muhammad Clay. Ali. Yeah. Just call me Muhammad Ali. He beat that man to death because he wouldn't call him Muhammad Ali. Ice Cube. Okay. T-Pain. DJ Khaled, which is not surprising <laughs> at all. Mike Tyson, which you knew, and, and Akon. Any white guys that are Muslim? Dr. Oz. <laughs> well, technically, he's like Turkish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Do we, he picked do, it up across the sea, so, you know. Did. Turkey's did. damn close to Italy. If you look at yeah, a map. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the EU. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's right very, there. Yeah, it's very European. And there's a difference, too, because when you think of, like, you know, everybody assumes, like, Muslims generally are, are like, Arabian. But, you know, you have Arabians and, the, you know, those are Saudis and stuff like that. And then you have Persians, mostly in Iran mm-hmm. or Iran. And then you have the Turks, uh, which are obviously from Turkey or whatever. But they look very different from each other. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. And then you have the Caicos. Turks and Caicos, that's yes, right. that is. That's the other. <laughs> <laughs> Oz attended Tower Hill High School, which is a private college preparatory school with no shit. His dad's a doctor and his mom's a director of a fucking pharmaceutical company. Yeah, yeah not Grew a big up, stretch there. Yeah, he was born with a silver spoon right up that butt. Old Richie Rich style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oz received his undergraduate degree in biology in 1982 from Harvard University, where he also played safety on Harvard's football team. So I read that. Yeah. And all right, so you look at Dr. Oz and he's maybe five foot eight or ten yeah maybe now weighs like a buck 40 looks like yeah even if he weighed 180 pounds i think this is one of the sole reasons that you have a team like harvard that 
Oh, yeah. The football team's never been very good. No, it's academic. As long as you have oriented. Dr. Oz playing safety for you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, at least at least, at least, it's either. like him playing like a DB or safety setup. You're like, I guess I could see that. But if they're like, he's a linebacker, then you're like right. dying yeah. laughing. But also, yeah, it's <laughs> Ivy League school. Like you go to Harvard. Like if you get a scholarship to play football at Harvard, you're not thinking about the NFL. You're like, nah. I got a fucking free ride to Harvard. There's like yeah. one or two. Uh, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in the NFL. He went mm-hmm. to Harvard. But Jeremy yeah. Lin, but that was basketball. But Right. Yeah, There's there are few and far between between that make it you know yeah professional they used ranks. to be they make it in though. other areas of life yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah you're pretty much set at that point yeah he actually won an intramural college championship playing water polo oh so i mean pretty quite athletic, the little dude. athlete dude. yeah yeah uh, after graduating from harvard university oz jointly earned an mba from the wharton school at upenn and an MD from the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. So, dude, rocked what an, what an idiot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get my fucking medical degree and my MBA from like literally the best business school in the country. Mm-hmm. After cleaning up at Harvard for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, he completed his residency in general surgery and cardiothoracic surgery at, at Thoracic Park. Uh, <laughs> Daddy's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York. He was awarded the Captain's Athletic Award for Leadership in College and was class president and then student body president during medical school. I mean, the dude's a machine. The dude's a fucking winner. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine? Can't really knock that a whole no, lot. No, it's, I mean, it, no matter what he does now, you're like, respect the game, dude. Right. <laughs> Water polo, I, you know, football, even if it's for a wiener team and you're a safety that maybe didn't even get a lot of playing time, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> An MBA doctor, like the dude is just completely hitting home run. He's book smart. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's very book smart. Yeah. Uh, and driven. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of work to get that. That's a lot of work. Yeah, you got to yeah. be motivated to keep on going to school after Harvard, too. Well, you know, two universities after that. Yeah, no, absolutely. A little bit of devil's advocate. If you know financially, you don't have too, too much to worry oh, about. Yeah. Oh, of you course. stay in school as long as you fucking want. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's a different, yeah, that's a different area than we're in or wherever <laughs> yeah. afforded. You yeah. know, but I mean, yeah, if you. But a lot of those people could just sit back, you know, with a Harvard degree and just, you know, ride it out at that point, right. too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was like Harvard bound, but I forgot. <laughs> uh-huh. that, I, uh-huh. I forgot to uh, turn in my application. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, this changed the my entire life. by like a day, huh? Yeah. By, by like half a day. <laughs> I, I mean, so for those that don't know, Mikey had to redshirt a year in high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, it took him five years to graduate. Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> my bad. I got uh, senior uh, fever real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting that the report card my first senior year. And I was like, I failed every class except for one because the teacher just loved me and she gave me a 70. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest grade you can possibly yeah, get and still I passed. went to fucking Mardi Gras. Okay. I went to Mardi Gras for like he was a week. Gone. You were just gone for yeah. like a yeah. week. I missed 40 days that second semester. Uh, it's not great. Yeah. So, but like I said, if I had just turned in that registration, <laughs> I wouldn't be hanging out with you guys. I'd yeah, be hanging we out would with be Dr. Oz. reporting asshole court right now. I'd be just going to Pound Town with Dr. Oz's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Oz married actress and film television producer Lisa LaMole on June. 29th, 1985, in Bryn, Athen, Pennsylvania. I don't know. Uh, he has four children Daphne, Arabella, Zoe, and Oliver. Oliver Twist. Oliver Zoe. <laughs> Oliver Zoe. Oliver Oz. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oliver Oz. That's Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> he said Randy went to the University of Dyslexia. <laughs> Oliver Zoe. <laughs> it is a tough word, though. Zoe is my middle name. 
It is tough. Those two letters can throw you off. Oliver Zoaz. That's right. He has four grandchildren, all of which are Daphne's. And Oz and Dr. Oz. Wait, hold on. What? Four grandchildren that are all Daphne's? Yeah, Daphne has had, she's been the, the, the breeder. Oh, I that. thought they were all, uh, named, all Daphne. named Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> I was They're like, all what, his like daughter. Did you call her a breeder? <laughs> yeah. You said Daphne was the yeah. breeder? She's like the queen aunt. She just sits there and pumps out kids. <laughs> you're a Daphne. Yeah. You're a Daphne. Mm-hmm. Oz, uh, yeah, Dr. Oz and Lisa currently live in Cliffside Park, New Jersey, which I'm sure is pretty gangster, probably pretty hood. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it is. Uh, and his eldest daughter, Daphne, the one that is a breeder, uh, is an author and a television host. She and was, also was on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. She yeah. Was a, yeah no, that's yeah. not true at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was one of five co-hosts on the ABC daytime talk show, The Chew, for the, the show's Chew. first six seasons. Yeah, they it was like The View, but they literally just were like, I don't know, it's going to be the same concept. Let's give it a different name. The View, The Chew. <laughs> just horrible. Great. Great. Do you ever want to hear like five menopausal women give their opinion on any of the like daily news topics? Then you would love The Chew. The yeah, chew. like I thought it was something that maybe Dave Chappelle would run a skit on. Like he was like making fun that, of The that View. That does sound like something you know? out of The Chappelle Show. Yeah. yeah, five guys around there talking on The Chew. That's right. We chew it out. Yeah, those shows are fucking horrible, man. I was at an account a few months back, and I remember they just had it on the TV all the time. It was like The View. And I sometimes you're just sitting there, and you can't help but absorb what they're talking about because you're just sort of spacing out, and you're like, why would anybody watch this shit, man? <laughs> why? And same thing with Oprah. We talked about this in the, on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I don't know for the life of me how Ellen DeGeneres or Oprah became like these fucking the juggernauts that they are. Like, what is the value of the show? Like, they just sort of, I, I don't get it. I just yeah. I it's never a niche get it. audience, I mean, and man, they strike own. all the you chords know, that do. keep them watching. And there's a yep. lot of them out there. Yeah. It's God Almighty. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please do us a favor and share or repost our show on your favorite platform. We love and appreciate the support. Now, back to Asshole Court. So Oz became a specialist in heart transplants and minimally invasive procedures. Okay. So he's a fucking heart surgeon, right? Okay. Crushing right. it. <clears throat> yeah. 1994, Oz establishes the Cardiovascular Institute, an integrative medicine program at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Oz publishes his first book in 1998, Healing from the Heart. A leading heart surgeon explores the power of complementary medicine. So it almost sounds like those pills that you see the ads for on TV. Mm-hmm. If you have depression and you're taking an antidepressant, Throw this one into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. It'll complement your antidepressant pill. Yeah. yeah, cocktail. Exactly. Just like you make yourself a cocktail at night, make you a pill cocktail through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> you guys don't eat pills all day? I don't know. Sometimes I don't even remember how I got to work. <laughs> Three years later, Oz became the director of the Cardiovascular Institute at Columbia Presbyterian as well as the vice chairman for the hospital's cardiovascular services and a professor of surgery at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. He continued to promote alternative therapies to heart surgery patients at the hospital along with traditional care and began to find a wider audience for his message. So even back then, he was kind of like, you know, there's other things that we can do besides... Hear me out. A little yeah. preachy. Yeah, a little like, oh, you know, we're about to get into this. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here, but... Um, Within a few years, he had become a regular guest on television news segments devoted to health issues and made appearances on like Dateline NBC, CNN, and of course, Oprah Winfrey in between his busy schedule at Columbia Presbyterian and the medical school. In 2003, 
Oz began hosting his first TV show called Second Opinion with Dr. Oz. The series featured celebrity guests discussing their own health issues, such as Oprah Winfrey and her lifelong struggle to control her weight. In 2005, Oz published his second book, You, The Owner's Manual, which is, you know, I mean, that's a bit presumptuous. <laughs> right? you know like, yeah. He's like, oh, let me tell you about your you. entire body. I mean, he is a doctor and a, a surgeon, thoracic surgeon, stuff like that. So I guess he, he knows better than a lot of people, but still. That sounds to be coming from a place of cockiness more so than from the heart. Yeah. You know, have you ever met doctors? Yeah. They're fucking crazy. <laughs> like, those dudes, like the God complex is real, dude. In a way, is Dr. Oz kind of like God? He can either save life or can't, you know? Yeah. He can... Well, that's why I think it, it stems from that, especially surgeons, because yeah. there's a hierarchy to this game. Oh, yeah. You can be a standard doctor, like a pediatrician. You're like, what the fuck ever. But when you get into like neurosurgery and stuff like that, like those dudes, it's it's legitimately like a God complex. Like it's, uh, I've heard from plenty of people that work in the medical field that they're just like, they get whatever they want at the hospital. They will run you over because they don't even <laughs> like they don't even look like yeah, they're just like you're just around them. You're like you're lucky to be in their presence. There's some very, very cool doctors and stuff like that, but I've I've heard so many stories. That's and the way they portray Doctor Strange in the Marvel movies, is he's okay. like a, a hand surgeon oh, and yeah. uh or miracle surgeon. He's just like the biggest asshole pretty much to everybody. Yeah. Pretty accurate from, from stories I've heard. But he's just a hand surgeon, so he just fixes people's hands? Uh, I think he's... No, 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 I take that back. He fucks up his hands in the movies, and he gets mad at the the hand surgeon saying that he could have done better. Oh. He was like, nobody could have done better. He was like, I could have done better. Huh? <laughs> like, looking at his hands, he wrecked his, like, a Lamborghini or something. Ah. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, a, like, a neurosurgeon. I know in the movie, okay. they initially show him working on somebody's brain. Oh, yeah, Removing yeah. a bullet from the brain. Yeah, so. Ben Carson. Yeah, yeah. Ben Carson was a neurosurgeon. And Actually, then you have uh, Tor Ackman. Tor Ackman. Tor Ackman was the holistic healer from Seinfeld. When, uh, <laughs> George uh, was told he needed to have surgery and he decided to take a cheaper route with Kramer's buddy, Tor Ackman. And uh, he fed him this cocktail that turned him purple. Oh. And uh, he had to be mm-hmm. rushed to the hospital, and the two guys driving him there got to an argument, and they wound up wrecking the ambulance. That was actually a really good episode, too. Yeah. The yeah. ambulance fight. The heart was, attack yeah, is the name of that gnarly. one. Yeah. But yeah, surgeons. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. He wrote or co-wrote multiple books in the You series. Examples being like you on a diet, you raising your child, you being beautiful, you staying young. These books discuss nutrition, child-friendly foods, Dr. Oz's 14-day diet, guide to inner and outer beauty, and how to, quote, tap into that fountain of youth now. Man. He is definitely striking the chord for anybody looking for self-improvement. Yeah. I mean, good God. Like, it's, it's pretty vain, too, right? Oh, like, all of it is just, you want to be healthy and you want to, you know, look presentable. Yeah. But that just sounds like people who are... Uh, perfect pitch. Everybody yeah. wants to have those things or whatever. But, uh, like Jenny actually had pointed out, remember, he's a fucking heart surgeon. Yeah. Right? So, that's like, what I mean, like, what is this, like a, a cash grab for him? Or is he just like... It's the $64,000 question, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's ultimately what, what you start realizing with, with Dr. Oz is that he really liked the attention he was getting on like being on television. And he probably there was probably a seed planted in his mind where he was like, oh, I do believe this stuff. But then when the opportunity presented itself and then there were people would reach out to him, because the guy's pedigree is fucking untouchable. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, 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 of course yeah. you're going to call this guy up and be like, hey, give me your opinion on this. But it's funny too because like 
when we talk about like doctors and stuff like that, and obviously what they do is, is, is impressive and, you know, you know, thank God we have them around, but there is another stereotype of doctors that, and this goes across sort of any narrow field of intelligence where they feel like I know everything because yeah. I'm a genius in this field. In the investment world, the doctor investor is usually like a laughing stock because they're just so bad at, at like investing that they just like they lose tons of money. But yeah. they're just like because they have this chip on their shoulder and they're incredibly conceited about their own intelligence in the medical field. They feel like that applies to everything. And I think that's probably what this is in a sense, too. Like, you know, this guy is not a dietitian. He doesn't know much in the way of food. In fact, like Jenny had pointed out, was like they don't even get a whole lot of training about like proper like diets, but because this guy's like, I mean, look at me, fucking, I'm Doctor Oz. Yes. Yeah, I, I went know to Harvard. It's like yeah. Michael Jordan in the casino, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is one of the, if not the greatest basketball player ever. Horrible gambler. Horrible gambler. God, that guy's <laughs> lost millions too. of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars he's lost. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it goes all the way around. Well, and it also kind of runs down the family tree here as well, too, because his oldest daughter, Daphne, the one we've been talking about, uh, she's a Princeton undergraduate, and she wrote her own health guide in 2006 called the dorm room diet, the eight step program for creating a healthy lifestyle plan that really works. Ah, yeah. microwave hot dogs, ramen noodles, <laughs> ramen noodles. <laughs> easy yeah. Mac. Um, yeah. The staples menu of, from McDonald's. Yeah. The staples of dorm room. Well, life. she went to Princeton, so she must know something, but do you know what her degree is actually in? Nutrition. Sociology. Near Eastern studies. Oh, okay. okay. Near Eastern studies is designed to give students competence in a near Eastern language and a broad knowledge of the civilizations, history and literatures of the ancient, medieval and modern Near East and beyond. I don't know how that makes you an expert on diets or in medicine at all, (laughs) but apparently, thanks to daddy, she was able to get that shit published and got put on the chew. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The chew. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Oz appeared as a health expert on the Oprah Winfrey show for five seasons. Okay. Coming on there every day. I mean, yep. Oprah's audience was monstrous. Yeah. Just millions yeah, her and millions global of people. reach is insane. Mm-hmm. And Oprah Winfrey offered to produce a syndicated series hosted by him through her company, Harpo Productions, and the Dr. Oz Show debuted September 14th of 2009. Fun fact, Oz served as a medical director for Denzel Washington's movie, John Q. Okay. I read that, yeah. Which makes sense because he was a heart doctor and then mm-hmm. that John Q's son has a heart issue and blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Well, I like the, it when they actually consult the authority on it to make it look a little bit you? more. You you have know, the, well, you the, those budget. movies have a massive budget. Like, yeah. As you can always tell when they didn't. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say, yeah, if you don't go that route, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty apparent most of the time. It is. Yeah. It is pretty fucking funny. You know, they should teach guys in sports movies how to throw properly. So I can't true. tell you how many times you watch a baseball movie. Do you like, like you don't have that pitcher stride? No, bro. not yeah. at all. Yeah, you look like an untrained athlete. No, yeah. true. There's yeah. a very serious approach to the pitching windup in Major League, and you oh, can yeah. tell the difference. I mean, even some of those play baseball can fake it decently, but when you saw, I think it was in Bull Durham, where I can't remember who it was. I think it was. Uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Oh, yeah, Tim Robbins. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be like the hardest throwing pitcher of the game, and his stride was literally like two and a half feet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like forward throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, honestly, he looked like Dr. Fauci when he threw the opening pitch. <laughs> and God bless Dr. Fauci. I ain't talking shit about him, but that was the worst opening pitch. Oh, of check time. out 50 Cent's opening oh, pitch. Oh, yeah. 50, 50 Cent, awesome. he's a lefty. Yeah. And 50 Cent slung that shit halfway between home and first base. Oh, like, man. Like, it was so far off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad. 
I can't even imagine like the nerves. Like I can actually throw. I grew up playing baseball. Yeah. But I, I mean, obviously, I don't do well under pressure, dude. I would throw that shit right into the stands. I bet. Oh, but they you say would think fifty could at least you know he'd do well under pressure. You know, you he think performs. So. You would yeah. think so. But that the the general rule when you go to throw the first pitch, don't bounce it. That's no. what they tell everybody. Don't just bounce it. it just get it there. Yeah. Yep. Fauci threw it into the fucking dugout. <laughs> it was wild. But yeah, so anyways, your point being is absolutely right. Like, if you don't do the homework with the right people, yeah. it's going to yeah. look real bad. Show, yeah. yeah. Boxing movies also. Yeah. yeah. Boxing movies, you're like, eh, no, they happening. So anyways, let's get into Dr. Oz's controversies. Okay. Uh, to say uh, that Dr. Oz is a controversial figure in medicine is an understatement. He's a tireless promoter of so-called alternative and complementary medicine. The Dr. Oz Show contains various episodes and segment features that have been criticized for a lack of scientific credibility in reference to the medical claims on the show. The website Science-Based Medicine goes even further, claiming, quote, no other show on television can top the Dr. Oz Show for the sheer magnitude of bad health advice it consistently offers, all while giving everything a veneer of credibility. Hmm. It, it kind of strikes me as odd with somebody that educated and knows right. so much about the human body, why they would you know put themselves out there like that you know what i mean i think that's what the big beef is because yeah. everybody's like look at your pedigree look at all the things that you've done you obviously you sell out biatch yeah yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're copping out for a buck or you're fucking dumb or some shit you know what i'm saying or, like maybe maybe we revert back to uh, what you were talking about like maybe devil's advocate you know he just was a good book student smart. yeah you know but and wants think, the fame and will sacrifice whatever it is to get there. That's my take. I think he's. And I think, too, once you do it once, see some success, somebody writes you a big check, you almost start to believe it, right? Yeah, it's Pavlovian response. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to quote George Costanza, it's not a lie if, if you, believe you believe it. it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. hell, you got to think that's kind of some of his mindset. And to the older you get, mm. like, your beliefs change, right? Certainly, of course. So I remember when I was like 18, what I thought about the world. Oh, yeah. And I go back and look at myself as an 18-year-old, like yeah. I was a fucking moron. Yeah, you of know? course. We yeah. all do. And even Oz, you know, he went to school till he was 30 probably. Mm-hmm. Now that he's, what, 60? Yeah. Uh, well, hell, even when he was 50, you know, that's a 20-year swing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he got into this more holistic type deal and yeah. not back to the, the core and the basics of what he was taught. Yeah. You know, and that's where the, the peer reviewed articles and these more scientific websites and stuff like that are going to hammer them. You well, know? and that's the thing is like, you know, that audience, that Oprah audience is primed for these like quick hitter. Yeah, easy exactly. Day. Yeah. And that's the thing because they're like, they're like, well, you know, we don't know everything. But I'm like, well, these motherfuckers that are like literally writing peer reviewed papers and stuff like that in like New England Journal of Medicine know a lot more than you, dumbass. But they're like, no, 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 no. They just haven't seen what I'm talking about because they don't understand how actually like studies are done. So that's when they get into like essential oils and they're like, it cured my back pain. It cured my back pain. It worked. You can't tell me what's right or wrong because it worked for me. And you're like, have you ever heard of the placebo effect? Yeah. You know I mean, sure. like that's a real thing. They have actually, oh, yeah. when they do proper scientific studies, they have to account for the placebo effect. That's why they give them sugar pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. So, you know, so that my cousin down in Brazil uh, went in for one of the covid trials mm-hmm. and he was like, man, I hope I didn't get the placebo. I hope I got the yeah. real one. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a real but, thing. Yeah. Although I did hear there is a, a fruit grown primarily in Australia. 
that can um, significantly accelerate your weight loss. Oh, yeah. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was watching. It was an infomercial, the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. It works. It, absolutely. The guy on the show said it was like money back guarantee. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's not a doctor, but, I mean, he's obviously skinny. Yeah. So it, yeah. It exactly. Work. But I'm serious. It, it, like, people, like, look for those easy answers. And they also want to feel like they're smart, too. So it's like a, a double whammy where it's like, I know more than these doctors do. And also, I'm not going to lie, like um, to read those peer reviewed papers that get published, it's incredibly dense. It is not a fun read. No, you know yeah, no. it's one of those where you have to read the paragraph twice sometimes. Oh, God. Yeah. You read it and you're like, I didn't understand that. Hang yeah. on. Yeah. And you're even like, yeah, I don't fully understand this at all. It's so almost like built in the government. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's they're dense reads. And, it, and, well, and that's why you see a lot of like the science journals that are like more. They Basically, they publish in these science journals and then you have to rely on journalists to sort of filter it down to the public. Right. Like what it is. And they usually miss by a mile. That's why you always see every week there's like, we've got a cure for cancer. <laughs> you know, and then if you actually read the paper, they're like, we saw a moderate amount of success with three patients in this trial or whatever. There's no, there's still no telling. There's no like definitive Your Cliff answer. Notes article is wrong. <laughs> right. It's true. That's true. But Dr. Oz, I think, like I said, he just, like you're talking about, it's like a Pavlovian response. He was like, oh, I'm getting so much response to this. Everybody's just straight up sucking me off when I'm on Oprah. Yep. being like, he's a genius. And whatever he says is right. And like I said, maybe there was a tiny seed where he did believe in this stuff. I don't know. But yeah, he's like he stated on his show that he supports homeopathic approaches to health and pain management versus the use of prescription medicines, which is okay. That's cool. Okay. You should do I that. Mean, like preventative medicine is very important, and you shouldn't just give pills to everything for everybody or, or whatever. But you smoke know. some weed. Apparently, he's yeah. big on the medical marijuana. Yeah, I'm sure he probably owns a couple weed companies and yeah. CBD oil. <laughs> I mean, the last person you want to get stoned with is Dr. Oz. Yeah. I would totally get baked and call him Dr. Zoe. Just, <laughs> just to fuck with him a little bit. I'd call him Jason Bateman. <laughs> be like, Who did we talk second. about getting high with on one of the previous shows? Uh, with Nancy Grace. Nancy yeah, Grace. we talked Grace. about getting high with Nancy Grace. Oh, God. Grace. Getting high with like, Dr. Dr. Oz, Oz and Nancy, and Nancy Grace. Grace. Uh, and Oprah? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst high session that's, ever. I know. Oh, that's why she, her weight. Throw yeah, Jim yeah, Jones yeah. in there with him too. You just have yeah. the whole. Oh, like Oprah like sobers up off the weed for a while, and then she like starts smoking again and gets the munchies. I was about to that's say that's why she keeps ballooning up every once in a while. Pass those kale chips. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck it, give me those ding dongs." <laughs> oh man! But unfortunately, many homeopathic remedies are obviously debunked by multiple studies and research. So. It's unfortunate he should know this stuff. Whatever. It's yeah. science. It's science. This is my favorite. In one episode, Oz had a uh, as a guest a psychic who claimed she could communicate with the dead. And Oz stated, quote, let me tell you, it's changed my life. And, quote, I've learned in my career that there are times when science hasn't caught up with things. And I think this may be one of them. Oh, my fucking God. Wow. So, call this 900 number yeah. for your free reading. Call me now, call Dr. Me now. Oz. <laughs> The whole fucking uh, tarot card, crystal oh, readings, hot trash. Um, burning of the sage and all that stuff. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I do think to some degree that there is not in all of that. But if somebody is like dealing with something that's terminal or something like that, uh -huh. cancer, at least a lot in that realm there's a lot of positivity and just trying to get your mind thinking on the right track yeah, i can so, get that it's, like, it's a placebo effect yeah so if <laughs> you believe it, it maybe you fake your body into it too yeah versus so, so you're advocating for a placebo effect not for psychics yes okay. yes and that's understandable get yes. the magic eight ball yeah if it makes Ask you feel, again later <laughs> if it makes you feel better and yeah. it improves your well-being okay 
whatever. But for instance, let me point something out here, which is I love this because everybody's always like, what's your sign again? And oh, I'm like, Jesus. all right, all right. So I was like, I'm a Scorpio. Randy's a Scorpio. Yep. Literally born two days apart. I don't think you could get much different than me and him. As, as <laughs> they are so polar opposites. Yes, like, I've known them both my entire yes. life. And I mean, like, you couldn't have two guys that are, I mean, while they get along very well together, oh, yeah. their beliefs and all that, I mean, completely apart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, we've been really good friends, and it's like the Paul Abdul song, Two Steps Forward, Two Steps Back. We come together because opposites attract. But you know. we're both fucking Scorpios, yeah. and it don't mean shit, homie. Like, it don't mean anything. And that's what always cracks me up, too, with the whole thing. They're like, oh, you know, you're a Libra. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, uh, I would that, never date you, you Aries. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and everything they describe your sign as is always like vaguely, uh, you know, complimentary. They're like, oh, you're a Scorpio. They're like, so you're independent minded and a, a beast in the sack. And I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know it's not true. Same thing with the tarot cards. It's like a fucking choose your own adventure book. It yeah. feels like, you know. Yeah. It's it's fucking horrible. And a, a guy that went to Harvard and got an MBA from Wharton should fucking know that psychics are total bullshit. But so do we know if this it. was like a business that he was promoting for her or was this uh, it was just on a show? She just came she just on, came as, on yeah. as a guest. So, yeah. Promoting his business, which is a show. But I don't think it's it doesn't matter. I mean, even if it was like you, no, I mean, I'm just trying to find out yeah. if he was also like getting money off of this, too, which I mean, by running the show and having yeah. her on. I, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So, all right, let's get into another one here. During another show, Oz interviewed Dr. Mosarov Ali and the use of iridology. According to this widely debunked bizarre belief, each part of the iris of your eye corresponds to a specific area of the body, and a person's state of health can be diagnosed by examining particular regions of the iris, the colored part of the eye. So this is like phrenology. Where they used to be like, you can tell he's a criminal because of the shape of his head. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how do they describe like Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles? <laughs> I mean, I just tell him to take his sunglasses off, I guess. <laughs> but what about a guy who has a dead eye, like a white one? They're right. like, oh, yeah. or one of the what freaks that has Willie? like, or one blue eye, one brown eye, yeah. like those dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, or, like I said, if you're dealing yeah. with the milky, the blind eyes, that would be the only time it was accurate because you'd be like, I can tell by the color of his iris that he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> If you're liking what you're hearing so far, check out our other episodes on your favorite podcast platform. It could change your life forever. Or maybe just give you something good to listen to on your way to work. Enjoy the show, and thanks for your support. So Dr. Oz also says that having 200 orgasms a year will make you live six years longer. Shit, huh? I'm about two decades deep now. I get the... <laughs> Attack it. I'm going to be 105. <laughs> That's nasty. Uh, yeah, six years exactly, which is hilarious. Like, Pretty specific. Yeah. Not like it'll probably make you live longer. It's like straight up, like six years exactly. So, you know, start counting out your nuts, bros. Hmm. 200 a year. And then you get to like fourth quarter with your wife. You're like, hey, you know, I got numbers I got to meet here. And, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. We've got to hit quota. Yeah. So uh, roll over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to live longer. I've got to, yeah, I've this got is raise, for our family. I've got to, I'm trying to add six years <laughs> to my the, life. It's for the legacy. I've got to raise our great grandkids. <laughs> yeah, he says, quote, it's really a spiritual event for folks when they're with someone they love and they can consummate it with sexual activity. Seems to offer some survival benefit as well. well. Hang on, does that have to be with someone? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, that's the, the caveat. 
Every 15-year-old right now is like, I got this shit easy, yeah, bro. I'm going to be 120. <laughs> I hit 200 last month, homie. <laughs> so I catch a stiff breeze and I'm about to come. I My don't numbers know since the pandemic have shot way up. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so here's another one. Dr. Oz thinks transplant surgery goes better with the force. Luke. <laughs> nice one, Randy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Reiki. Here we go. Yeah. The Japanese art of laying on hands is based on the notion that an unseen, life-giving source of energy flows through our bodies. Occasionally, Dr. Oz will bring in a Reiki master to stand in the operating room where they would attempt to harness the body's own energy to help patients survive risky operations such as heart transplants. I had heard that they were starting to use that in like hospitals and stuff like that. Yeah. Laying of the hands. Yeah. It's almost like in a similar way to like Buddhists and stuff like that. And Star Wars as well. The force energy. <laughs> yes. There's a life force around everybody. Mm -hmm. Aura. And, uh, yes. And yeah. we all know auras are real. Uh-huh. That's what remember that's what Charlie Murphy said when he first met Rick <laughs> Prince, James. Oh, Rick James, yeah. <laughs> he said this aura. Oh man. Fun story, Mark Wahlberg and Dr. Oz got into a lengthy social media debate. Uh, the two got into it about whether or not breakfast is a good thing. Apparently, Dr. Oz thinks breakfast should be eliminated altogether, and Wahlberg strongly and explicitly disagrees with the good doctor, uh, according to a TMZ article. And when push comes to shove, the argument naturally came down to a challenge of brute strength. Push-ups. It was decided that the challengers would race to see who could complete 59 push-ups, a nod to Dr. Oz's age at the time, in a winner-take-all battle for bragging rights. Wahlberg, the clear favorite, yeah. completed the challenge a few seconds ahead of Dr. Oz, all while correcting Oz's poor form, and even did it one better by doing 60 push-ups. But overall, Dr. Oz actually held his own and did 59 push-ups, so... Well. I don't know what the, the fuck that has to do with breakfast or why Mark Wahlberg is in the, <laughs> is in the conversation. Dude, look at Mark Wahlberg. Every, it's obvious that guy likes breakfast. breakfast you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Working out, breakfast. Also, I love breakfast. It's like my favorite meal of the day. I like uh, breakfast food. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Food is what I'm talking about. So I wonder if I'd like to get like deeper in this debate. Like, is Dr. Oz against like breakfast foods or is it just i would imagine i think it's the meal that he's probably talking about yeah, more I, so than i would that. i would imagine waffles at 2 a.m after about 10 beers probably isn't the healthiest thing <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> just the waffles. a guess <laughs> definitely the waffles and not the 10 beers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so then there's another thing that occurred in a recent episode of the dr oz show dr oz reported that five brands of apple juice all contained some level of arsenic and suggested that this was a cause for concern the criticism centered primarily on Oz's inadequate testing methods. The FDA called Oz's claim, quote, irresponsible and misleading. And another TV doc, ABC's Richard Besser, accused Oz of fear mongering. Henry Miller, also a medical doctor, a fellow at the Hoover Institute at Stanford University and formerly the founding director of the FDA's Office of Biotechnology, criticized Oz for failing to provide evidence that the levels of arsenic found in the apple juice were dangerous. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but there are levels of arsenic in like apple seeds, but eh, you know, right. there's all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. No one's dying of arsenic poison from drinking fucking <laughs> right. apple juice, but thanks Dr. Oz. Yeah. I, I don't understand that one. I mean, if he's smart enough to know like kind of the peer reviewed stuff versus just kind of the quack stuff, like why even bring that shit up? Yeah. I mean, is it just for TV? You and it know, better not be Martinelli's. Or, you know. Better not uh, be Martinelli's. Martinelli's, is solid. Martinelli's apple juice. <laughs> yeah. this, is, uh, this show today is sponsored by Martinelli's. <laughs> the best apple juice on the fucking planet. 
All right, so then let's get into the diet pills. Oh, here we go. Ready All for right, this one? yeah. This is a topic that Dr. Oz receives the most heat from, right? Oz openly supported the use of raspberry ketones as the, quote, number one miracle fat burner. And other supplements such as green coffee bean extract, Garcinia Cambogia extract, African mango diet pill, and saffron extract can help any body type lose weight. None of these supplements have been proven to help with weight loss. Some supplements were actually linked to adverse effects such as fatty liver and increased risk for diabetes. So while the weight loss pills discussed on the show gained immediate success with viewers, Oz's recommendations drew scrutiny. And in 2014, he appeared before a U.S. Senate panel that was critical of his promotion of weight loss products. Oz told the panel that he does use, quote, flowery language to describe certain products on his show, but he's always defended himself by claiming that he does not endorse particular supplement brands. While he appears to think he's preserving his integrity, it leaves his viewers confused about where to purchase those products, making them easy targets for scammers. The gas station. Yes. Yeah. Horny yes. goat weed. That's right. Will let you get those 200 nuts a year to let you live six years longer. There it is. There's the math. That's it. Yep. Easy. There we, there we go. He said, you go to your local pharmacy, also known as the Quickie Mart. <laughs> Later that year, a study in the British Medical Journal found that 54% of his recommendations either contradicted or lack scientific evidence. And Oz responded by defending his rights to free speech. Which, okay. but You don't you want to stand why behind he... your product. You'd rather just be like, I have the right to spew bullshit. Right, but there's the other thing that is called the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. Like, do no harm, yeah, exactly. being that sort of stuff. You have a, an obligation as a doctor to that before you even deal with the free speech thing. You know what I'm saying? As a doctor, you shouldn't be able to be like, you know what? Just drink bleach. That'll cure That'll your That'll cure COVID. everything. Yeah. It'll clean out everything. <laughs> yeah, That's right. dude. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing if he's actually going to be like promoting his own products and like making money off of it, but he's not promoting his own brands according to the Senate testimony or congressional testimony. Yeah. So like, uh, why is somebody that smart promoting that kind Maybe of stuff? Maybe he's not that smart. Eh. Maybe he's just a good fucking surgeon. And then, like, literally, like I said, like we talked about, like, he extrapolates his intelligence in a narrow field to everything. Right. Yeah. And thinks, like, holy shit, I know everything about everything. I'd love to see his portfolio. The stocks <laughs> that he's invested in, you know what I'm saying? I bet he thinks he's a fucking genius. But, yeah, in 2015, 10 doctors sent a letter to Columbia University accusing Dr. Oz of, quote, an egregious lack of integrity. According to CBS News, the letter claimed, quote, Dr. Oz has repeatedly shown disdain for science and for evidence-based medicine, as well as baseless and relentless opposition to the genetic engineering of food crops. Worst of all, he has manifested an egregious lack of integrity by promoting quack treatments and cures in the interest of personal financial gain. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Oz reached a $5.25 million deal in a false advertising class action lawsuit accusing him of overstating the benefits of dietary supplements promising weight loss. A trio of plaintiffs filed the case in February 2016, alleging that Dr. Oz and related corporate entities promoted products such as Labrata, Garcinia, Cambogia, Dual Action, Fat Buster. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. Yo, Labrata yeah. Fat Buster. It sounds like a fucking supercar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a fucking Lamborghini, a Murcielago, Fat Buster, <laughs> green tea extract. And a Labrata green coffee bean extract fat loss optimizer as, quote, a magic weight loss cure and, quote, Revolutionary fat buster. Ah. That sounds super scientific. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. 100%. He said, well, I'm going to have to give you some medicine to bust that fat, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he said, bust that pussy open, bitch. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, he, he 
he talked about all this stuff on his show when in fact no scientific evidence existed to back up these claims at all like no shit so it sounds like dr oz is a little bit like dr j of basketball fame well dr j was actually useful he was uh yeah <laughs> he was giving us some some pleasing dunks back in the 70s <laughs> you know what i'm saying he didn't have any medical advice he just was dunking on your ass that's right yeah, so in a reality, the weight loss products, quote, are only effective at trimming the wallets of unsuspecting customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, quote, you get a cure that doesn't work, and you get a cure that doesn't work, <laughs> and you, you get a cure that doesn't work. <laughs> Cha-ching! Uh, Cha-ching! Most, yeah. Cha-ching! <laughs> most recently, Dr. Oz was asked about the reopening of schools with COVID, uh, with the COVID situation. I was about to say, school had COVID? It does. Shit's getting serious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Springfield Elementary, COVID positive. No, just in the, in the whole COVID situation. He suggested that some things could be open, quote, without getting into a lot of trouble, such as schools. Quote, I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity, he said, which is a That's weird, a weird word. Yeah. To, yeah. It's a weird way mm, to phrase it, you know? Mm, yes. <laughs> Welcome it's a to delicious Applebee's. opportunity. Would you like to try our triple, our triple apps? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> uh, he said, adding that resuming classes, according to his reading of a new medical journal analysis, quote, May only cost us two or three percent in terms of total mortality. Kill the kids. Yeah, just yeah. two or three percent yeah. though. Yeah. Or the just teachers. hope it's the dumb ones that you yeah. know are gonna drop out in ninth it's grade. It's like anyways. Darwinism yeah. at its finest there. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it takes out the ones that drop out in ninth grade and not the ones that take four and a half years to graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that death rate, he concluded, quote, might be a trade off uh, some folks would consider. Imagine if that's mean, one of your kids. Are we going honest here? Like, all three of our kids are back in school. Yeah. So. My kid got COVID. Yes. Yeah. But this is also back before that they were opening schools and stuff like that. And I think the ultimate thing about the kids going back is that they could potentially become a vector and bring it back to a home where maybe a grandmother's living. That's the fear. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the fear, the fear yeah. right yeah, there. Yeah, because kids, kids largely don't have a problem with covid that i've seen or whatever but and i but think the that's the is that information that the, he's going off of too like yeah from, but, from a sense that like and, is it more detrimental to have them at home not getting as good of an education versus the what is it two to three percent and having them in school i mean i feel like it, like i said it's the the vector argument is, is pretty valid and saying like if you have somebody at home that's immunocompromised or something like that then yeah send your kid to school then having them come back is a bad a higher idea. risk yeah, category sure. or whatever. Think about the teachers. You don't know where those kids go once they leave your classroom, yeah. Yeah. right? And then they bring that right back yeah. into the classroom where you're with them. You well, know? it's just it's just a math game at the end of the right. day, too. You That's put 50 right. people together in a room that are living their lives and do whatever, like someone is going to pass this around probably or whatever. So sure. It's not like a huge thing. I think it's just that as a medical doctor, understanding the nature of a pandemic, that maybe he would be a little bit more cautious in the way he phrases it and being like, you know, I mean, two or 3%. That's appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I love the three uh, appetizer meal at Chili's. Yeah. Um, Mozzarella sticks, spinach dip, and boneless wings. You know, oh, is yeah. that what you go with? I go with the fried pickles and the awesome blossom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also the Southwest egg rolls. Oh, those are good. (laughs) That's the triple. Yeah, that's the two or three options that I want. That's appetizing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, his suggestion obviously sparked an enormous response on social media, prompting a somewhat apologetic statement that he made saying, I misspoke. He said in a video released on Twitter, acknowledging that his words had, quote, confused and upset people. The goal, he said, was to discuss, quote, how do we get our children safely back to school? 
as he is, quote, being asked constantly how we'll be able to get people back to their normal lives. So in that sense, I understand, you know, all yeah. right, cool. He retracted it. I'll give him a pass on that or whatever. So have you guys heard that uh, Dr. Oz is going to be hosting Jeopardy for the next two weeks? Bro, I've been watching the fucking shows. All right. So, you know, and that's kind of where I have just a little bit of a problem because Jeopardy has such a high bar mm-hmm. for just being immaculate. Dude, you know Trebek what I mean? was the goat. Yeah, it's was. true. The shoes are too big to fail, but I mean, especially with Dr. Oz's little tiny feet, little bitch. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing that I hate about it is it has such a high caliber for everybody that's supposed to be on it. And they're trying to find the right person for it. But I mean, Dr. Oz. So here's he's my breakdown. The wrong guy yeah. So it. here's my breakdown. Ken Jennings was good. Yeah. The executive producer of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy was the second guy to do it. He was great. I heard he crushed he it. He did really, really well. Very personable, super smart, very well-spoken, very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a great job. Sure. Katie Couric was a little too nice, if that yeah. makes sense. Because Alec had, obviously, very well-educated. But like we talked about a little earlier, just offset, he threw a little bit of shade at yeah. people. Yeah, he was he nice. Was. Yeah. But he sometimes he said some shit. Yeah, he sometimes a little you're jazz. like, "Oh, Ooh, damn!" Alex. Yeah, especially but, when people had like bad scores. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, "So you won't be able to join us for Final Jeopardy." But you know, you're like, "Oh, yeah." There's some like snacks that, backstage. It yeah. was that classy, like class. Absolute, absolute first class. But Oz's episodes, he comes off as fucking arrogant, mm-hmm. a little bit of a know-it-all, and he—it's almost like he's running his own talk show. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't vibe. My wife. I make her watch Jeopardy with me fucking nightly as we eat dinner or whatever after dinner. And she even said the other night, she's like, this guy's not good at this. Yeah. This, this isn't very good. And I was like, you're absolutely right. It's he just he comes across as kind of a snide little snot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's not I don't think bag. that anybody that's stepping into that role mm-hmm. needs to be. They need to be thinking about Alex Trebek and honoring him. Oh, yeah. And anybody that doesn't do that, you know what? Get the fuck out. That's yeah. right. And I'll take the host is a pompous asshole for 500. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it is uh, hard shoes to fill, but you have to kind of find your own way to deliver the information and bust through the questions. Make it make it entertaining at the same time, but don't make yourself the star of the show. I think right. that's the big thing yeah. is you have to be very selfless when you're hosting Jeopardy because you can't be the star of the show. Right. The contestants and the show itself. Yeah. I don't watch Jeopardy to fuck. I don't give a fuck who the contestants are. The, the host is good. I just sit and try to challenge myself yeah. to yeah. try and answer the, the questions. Game. Yeah, the, it's game the game is the priority. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Dr. Oz needs to fucking kick bricks. I know Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, is coming up, so we'll we'll see how that goes. They're just going to run through. I mean, what, when are they going to get a permanent one? I don't know. I heard LeVar Burton is also going to get a Dude, I would love to see LeVar I there. like LeVar Burton. George Stephanopoulos grew, grew is going to get a shot. with reading Rainbow and stuff like that, but I mean, it's not like LeVar Burton was... He was reading children's books, man. Right? It's not he like was, he was... What, uh, let's give him a shot, though. I'll yeah. give him a shot, but I just don't... Like, for me, I'm like, Ken Jennings is really probably... He got a shot when he got hit by that car. You remember that? When LeVar Burton got hit by a car? No, I, I don't that. remember Yeah. That. Google that one. LeVar Burton got smacked by a car. Stephen King did, too. That's right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. killed. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically it for Dr. Oz. I'm sure there's some other stuff there, but, you know, sort of covered the basics. Uh, he has... Uh, belief in what appears to be pseudoscience and he should really not considering his background and his uh his education and, and his you know place in the world as a respected surgeon but there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right so final scores yep you know i went uh four seven five to start with mm-hmm. i i guess i didn't realize and put in perspective how many of these like fake pills he's pushing yeah you know what i mean yeah 
and I said earlier, it feels like he just fucking sold out. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Caught a paycheck and was like, fuck this. I mean, Man, why does he even need the money as a heart surgeon? Well, that's you the know thing. What I mean, mean, like, we talked about, about that before is that why do these people like Dustin Diamond? Why do they like debase themselves? To stay in the spotlight. Yeah. There's something about that. There's yeah. something about yeah. that, that. Like staying certain people, relative in that. Yeah, yeah. Certain people, it's it's a drug for them. It's like, yeah. It's like when people like when thieves steal shit, like they get that rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of the theft, and you yeah. know having that fame and yeah. catching that paycheck and living the life you want to live. Yeah. To your core, you may not even believe the shit that you're selling, right. which I think you, you know. Just know what your audience wants to hear. That's exactly and right. So you go pushing that route, even though. Yeah. Well, and then he goes to George Costanza method, and it's just like you start believing your own bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah. not and a lie if you believe it. Yeah, that's the right. Bo- yeah. The bottom line sort of justifies what you're doing, and then he also can be like, again, he's like, I'm fucking, I'm a genius. Yeah. I, like I'm right, they're wrong. Anyways, this isn't that big of a deal. Look how much money I've got. Yeah, yeah. I'm on TV. I don't think people ever, you know, from the outside looking in, you're always like, this guy is has to be doing like these mental gymnastics or whatever. But those mental gymnastics never feel like mental gymnastics to the person doing them. It's like yeah. a natural construct where they're just like, oh yeah, dude, I, I'm totally right. Everybody else is wrong, and they get defensive. And I mean, that's how people get into like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Like you can't. Talk to these people that believe in like these sort of pseudoscience stuff, like holistic medicine, because they're like looking at you like you're the idiot. Oh, go talk to somebody that uh, does like the oils or plexus or something yeah, like yeah. that, mm-hmm. like those multi-level marketing things. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, it. Uh, they're all in. Yeah. You know, they're all in. True believers. Yeah. So with all that being said, I'm gonna bump him up a tick. He's not a terrible, terrible person. And the other thing too, you got to remember is. When you're in the spotlight and you have an audience that large, yeah. everything you say is criticized, yep. right? Yeah, 100%. Everything you say Two is criticized. Two sides to every yeah. coin. And, That's exactly you know, right. Every conversation. Yeah, so I'll take him up just a shade. I'm going to give him a five. Okay. All right. Yeah, I too didn't know about the a lot of the pills that you know he ended up pushing, or a lot of the brands that he ended up pushing. It'd <laughs> be awesome if he was actually like pushing triple stack Mitsubishi's, <laughs> like some fucking ecstasy pills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could see him at a rave. I could too. For I some reason, totally I could see, see, him I could see his rave. jaw chattering and right? his eyes rolling in the back of his head. He's fucking like, sweating <laughs> and dancing his ass off. <laughs> the old guy still trying to hang on to it. Yeah, right there. yeah, and, yeah. Hey. Guess what I got? Fucking you guys. wearing like uh, a. a, a like, would it be weird if I pull my dick out? <laughs> <laughs> wearing like a fucking child large T-shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? With some fucking leather pants and shit, just dancing oh, like crazy, man. sweating his fucking pupils yeah. or dilated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't know all the brands he was pushing, and you know, it just seems like he was constantly trying to stay in the limelight. And I get it. I mean, if uh, I understand that that turns into a, almost like a drug for people, and but I hate what he was pushing in order to stay in that limelight if that is the case right uh, although at least that's explainable to an extent otherwise it's i guess like we've talked about you know book smart but not anything else um so i'm going to have to bump him up just a little bit too just for the reach that he has and the potential damage that he can do to that network i'm gonna bump him up to a 5.25 okay <clears throat> his uh his dj name would be dr zoe it would be Dr. Zay. Absolutely. Dr. Zay. Dr. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I, I think, you know, everything you guys said is pretty much, I'm on the same boat as you guys are. I think the thing that bothers me the most is that because of his reach, that you could just do the math on how many people have been hurt by his bad advice, right? Um, Might even be directly proportionate to his bank account. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, you know, he's 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 reaching millions of people every week. And he also has this air of expertise because his like I said, his pedigree is impeccable. It's amazing. Yeah, sure. So why wouldn't you believe somebody like that? You know what I'm saying? And you know, so it really comes down to the differentiation between him being a knowing charlatan or him just being kind of a dumbass that really does kind of buy into a lot of the shit. Um, and I don't know what that is. So I have to sort of like hedge my bet on that. And I actually am going to agree with you, buddy. I'm going to put him in a 5.25. I, you know, if, if, if push comes to shove and we find out more that more people are getting hurt and like, can you know, that can be like, you know, quantified. I would be interested to see that Some class action lawsuits. Well, he's got that. Got that you know? one. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think a 5.25. And then our friend uh, Jenny McMohan, who uh, did all the research on the show and wrote it out. She finalized him at a 5.5. Okay. 5.5. All right. Well, with a 5.25 from Buddy, a 5.25 from Mikey, a 5.0 from Randy, and a 5.5 from Jenny, Dr. Oz's final asshole score is a 5.25. Okay. Right. Five and a quarter. Yep. There it is. Sounds about right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. You are going to start to see a whole lot more activity from our social media platforms. Our girl, Christy, is going to help us really boost our social media presence. So you guys are going to see a lot more action on all of our accounts. Check us out at AHC Podcast on all your favorites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. We're there. Again, you're going to see a whole lot more from us on that angle. Get yourself a little more involved with the show. We hope everybody has a great week. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court. You're going to see like our dicks. Like dick pics. Only on Instagram, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, boy. <laughs> or we might have an AHC podcast OnlyFans page. OnlyFans. OnlyFans, <laughs> yeah. That'd be tight. <laughs>